Welcome, 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 women, to another exciting episode of Relentless, the podcast. I am your host, Dr. Janae Bryce, and I am excited about what it is that the Lord has to share with us today. Yes, Lord, He is great and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Well, um, this is uh, the week of Christmas. Christmas is going to uh, be upon us very soon. And I thought I would just take a break right now from my series of fairy tales and have some other surprises coming up um, uh, probably at the new year. I'm just excited about what God has and excited about the reception on this new platform. Ladies, thank you for listening and continue to give me shouts out and and also, um, you know, leave a review, you know. Shout out on my Facebook page, something to let me know you're listening. God bless you. So as is my custom, I'd like to give a shout out to those churches and organizations and associations who have allowed me to share my gift down through the years, whether it was a word of poetry or emceeing a program or standing on a Sunday morning in workshops, conferences, conventions, um, annual days, anniversaries on land or by sea. <laughs> I just thank God that you have allowed me to share down through the years. And to that end, I'd like to give a shout out to the Calvary Community Church of Vallejo, California, Pastor and First Lady Rogers. God bless you. I say to you, like Paul said to the church at Philippi, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. May you live long in the service of our God. So as it relates to Christmas time and 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 we know the story, um, I thought about it, and I, as I prepared, um, I sort of struggled a little bit about the title. What would I call it? I thought about some good ones, some good ones. Here we go. The Stranger in the Manger. <laughs> After all, it would be strange for a human baby to be born in a barn on purpose. <laughs> or do you see what I see more than just the lyrics to a Christmas song is because if you had been there, you would probably wonder what's going on. A star shining bright for all the world to see, the whole world to see. Shepherds and angels, both turning their attention to Bethlehem. Or if Mary could do it. Now, I talked about that earlier this year because, of course, she was of low estate. There was nothing particularly special about Mary except that God chose her. And isn't that all it takes? You're not special to the Lord say you special. And if the Lord say you special, it don't matter what anybody else has to say. Can I get a witness? <laughs> or how about this one? The divinity of the nativity. After all, Mary wrapped him in swaddling clothes, but it was uh, God who first wrapped him in the Savior's clothes. Come on. For before humanity, there was divinity. This was all God's idea. But by the aid of the Holy Spirit, we've come up with this title for this lesson on today. What will you bring the king? What will you bring the king? So as a backdrop, we're going to turn uh, to the gospel as recorded by St. Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 and 11. Just two verses. Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 and 11. And of course, I'll be reading from my beloved King James Version of the New Testament Scriptures. So again, St. Matthew 2, verses 1 and 11. 
And it reads like this. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. Now, the Bible says wise men does not give a number. I just want y'all to check to catch that. Behold, what it say? There came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. So there were not necessarily three. We don't know how many there were. But the notion of having three wise men is really false. We'll talk about that. All right. Verse 11 now. Jump down to 11. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. So again, with that thought, we're going to talk about the question, what will you bring the king? At this time of year, something curious begins to happen. People begin breaking out their pens and their paper and they begin to write out lists or they get ready to text and email folks. <laughs> it's not necessarily their to-do list, not the grocery list. No, not those. But around this time of year, we begin to notice the appearance of the wish list. Come on. Stuff you've been thinking about all year long. You, you, you start throwing hints. <laughs> Now, with the wish list, this thing consists of those items individuals wish, desire, really won't, got to have. They're the items they want somebody else to pay close attention to, to give them, to bring to them, to ship to them. To, to, it don't matter how you get it. Send it by messenger. Send it by carrier pigeon. Whatever. Get it to me if you can. <laughs> Diamond cufflinks for the man in your life. Come on. The new outfit for the woman in your life. Come on. The latest gadget, clothes, shoes, something. That major purchase you've been putting off. It's on your wish list. But in Matthew 2, verses 1 and 11, we encounter several men, kings, as a matter of fact, who had the right idea. They had their priorities right. They had the right perspective. They had this thing together for they did not come to receive. They didn't send somebody a wish list. They didn't want somebody to uh, 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 be their secret Santa. They, 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 they didn't do that. What did they do? They did not come to receive, but they came to give. No wish list in hand, no demands, no unspoken requests, no hints thrown out all year long. They came to give. Tell your neighbor, give. Now tell yourself, give. As we examine the text, we will discover four things about these wise men that will help us in our lives. As we approach this Christmas season this year, it's been a tough year, hasn't it? COVID-19, racial unrest, economic, economic downturn, everybody's nerves up, election. Folk won't leave the White House. Folk, we won't in the White House. Other folk don't want them in the White It's been a lot. It's been a lot. I think we can all agree it has been a lot. <laughs> but there, are three, there are four things we're going to discover. And they're just going to help us today. Number one, their wisdom. Their wisdom. 
Matthew 2 and 1 says uh, 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 something very curious. And let's go back. Matthew 2 and 1. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea in the days of Herod the king, that's a one king. Behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. Matthew 2 and 1 gives us a bit of background as to who these men were. The Bible says there came wise men from the east. These men were considered highly intelligent and able to discern spiritual matters. Some called them the Magi. They were skilled in astronomy, which, by the way, is different than astrology. Let me throw this in. Uh-uh. We're not talking about zodiac signs. Mm-mm. We're not talking about horoscopes. We're not talking about that. That's astrology. They were skilled in the art of astronomy. That is following the luminaries in the sky. Come on. What you mean, Sister Bryce? I mean, again, not that zodiac sign stuff. It's where you have to consult your horoscope in order to live your very life. Years ago, there was some some um, infomercials with uh, Cleo, the psychic. We had some issues. Come on. The devil is a liar. Let me throw this in for free. The wise men followed the star and the star led them to the star. These men were able to look into the heavens and see heaven. See, just like Harriet Tubman would come centuries later and say, follow the drinking gourd. They looked into the stars and glorified God. Psalm 19 and 1 says, the heavens declare the glory of the Lord and the firmament showeth forth his handiwork. See, astrology worships the creation, but these men were wise enough to see the creation and worship the creator. See, see, oh, I'm going to say it again. Astrology worships the creation, but these men were wise enough to see the creation and worship the creator. They had sense enough to seek the savior. Tell yourself, have sense enough to seek the savior. Okay. Have sense enough to seek Jesus. Look for him everywhere. Look for him everywhere. He's there. In the midst of the hustle and bustle, look for Jesus. In the midst of the 50% off sales, look for Jesus. In the midst of decorating and poinsettias, come on, look for Jesus. Find the Lord in it all. Invite him in. After all, it is his birthday. (laughs) And we can talk about that later as far as the exact time of year and why this has come um, to be the time of year we celebrate. But, but, but we all agree. This is the time we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It sure will be sad if on your birthday, nobody paid attention to you. Ooh. I'm just saying what I'm saying. Number one, their wisdom. Number two, their walk. Their walk. Their walk. In Matthew 2 and 1 again, the Bible says, Behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. Christianity has been likened unto many things. It's been likened unto a war. In Ephesians, we are to put on the whole armor of God, for there is a battle. The Bible says the battle is not yours, it is the Lord's. Or it's been likened unto a race. The race is not given to the swift nor to the strong, but to the one who endures. But I particularly like the analogy of the Christian journey or walk. A journey speaks of exerted effort, not frills. 
One foot in front of the other. It ain't nothing special about it. It ain't nothing pretty about it. It's just movement and momentum. Let me throw this in for free too. I started hiking as of late. Hiking. Now, I mean hiking up a hill. The side of a mountain. Ooh, wee. Now, I had not done it in my youth. I, I, I didn't do it in my 20s, 30s, or 40s. So I decided I'm going to do it in my 50s. Ooh, ooh to the wee. So you get on the right shoes and you get on the right clothes and, 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 and you're going to decide you're going to tackle this thing. Well, it's fine when it's level. Flat. Come on here. It's not until there seems to be an incline that the work starts. But how many know incline or not? You've got to keep walking because ain't no sense in turning back. In fact, there are many days when I wanted to only to look back and discover I've covered more ground than I have to go. So tell your sister, keep walking, keep walking. This Christian journey is a walk. Exerted effort, one foot in front of the other. Now, so I know we're driving Mercedes Benz now, and I know we've got the Jaguars and the Range Rovers. I know. I know all about that. But how many know when? How many know? How many remember when you had to walk? I mean, even in middle school, high school. Come on. And if you can't remember, let's think back to Dr. King and, and all of them when they got ready to make a statement. They said, we're not getting on. You don't want us on the buses. We're not going to get on the buses. I bet they shut it down. They walked or rode in cars uh, uh, of friends and of neighbors, most of them walking. Why? Because sometimes I'd rather walk than ride somewhere you don't want me. How many remember when you had to walk? There was something about timing just right. Because, see, if you have to walk, you can't leave your house late. <laughs> you got to time that thing right. <laughs> had to get up on time. You got to get there on time. Maybe there are some young ones who can relate to that. But, but, but how about this? What about that concert you wanted to go to? You are willing to park miles away and tell your girlfriend, girl, take them shoes off. We got to walk. And what did you do? You get to stepping. <laughs> Why? Because it's worth it. It's worth it. You will do what you deem worth it. And these men in this scripture deemed the Lord worth it. These wise men considered Jesus worth the walk. Do you? Worth following a star they had never seen before or since. Worth traveling from afar just to follow a star, leaving the comforts of home and family. Why? To see Jesus. See, even in the midst of COVID-19, you need to still try to see Jesus. Ooh. He's here. He has not left us. He promised never to leave us nor forsake us. He's been here all the time. He is Emmanuel, God with us. He is Jehovah Shammah, the God who is here. They were looking for him. Their faith kept their feet moving. Is he worth it to you? These men were kings and kings don't just stop what they're doing for just any old body. Ooh, they recognized Jesus's worth at his birth. They knew they were visiting the king of kings and the Lord of lords. 
can throw this in for free. Our walk is not just done with our feet. It is our speech, our conduct, our faithfulness, our willingness to see Jesus in the midst of a mess. Ask yourself, is he worth it? Will you keep walking? Don't give up on God. Because he won't give up on you. Come on, keep walking. I know what it looked like. Come on, you can't give up now. You've covered way too much ground. You've come <laughs> past the point of no return. You, you can't, uh-uh. No return, uh-uh-uh. You've, you've covered more ground than you have to go. Encourage yourself in the Lord, girl. You got this. You got this. You can't. You just can't give up now. Their wisdom, number one. Their walk, number two. Number three, their worship. We're talking about wise men. Their worship. Let's see. Matthew 2 and 11 says, And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. This is the right response to a worthy Savior. Now, now I want to clear this up. They didn't fall down because they were tired, though they probably were. They did not fall down because they had somehow tripped and lost their balance. This was not an accident or an act of fatigue. No, they recognized the Christ child and worshiped him. So it is with us. Come on here. When you recognize him, you will worship him. See, then it won't take a whole praise team. It won't take a, a fleet of praise dancers. It won't take your pastor hollering at you over the pulpit. It won't take somebody urging and pushing and cheerleading you. You will find worth in him and just worship him right where you are. That's why your living room can become your sanctuary. Huh? Why? Because I don't need anybody else to remind me of how good he's been to me. He whispers it to my, in, into my ear every day. When you recognize him, you will worship him because, you know, it's not it's not just the presence T.S., but the presence C.E. Come on, not just the gifts under the tree. It was the gift who would eventually die on the tree. Come on. When you consider someone worth it, you will worship. You will blow him kisses in the sanctuary. Come on. You will fall prostrate before him in your living room when you are willing to look like a fool at church or in front of folks because you didn't come here for them. You recognize Jesus. Now, I understand we in COVID. I understand. And we're not able to get to the building. But wherever you are, I remember walking in the grocery store. Now, I'm throwing this in for free. This is my story. I remember walking in the grocery store and it was a particularly difficult time in our family. I'm telling you, I walked in the grocery store and started shouting in the bread aisle. Why? Because I was thankful I had enough money, number one, to buy the bread. But number two, that Jesus is the bread of life. Woo! And I remember what David said. I once was young and now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Oh, I shouted in that safe way in Glen Cove. I sure did in Vallejo, California. Yes, sir. This is my story. I can tell it. All right. When you recognize his worth, you will begin to worship. They fell down because they had found who they were looking for. The song says, Jesus, lover of my soul. He is more than life to me. When you find what you're looking for, 
Don't nobody have to tell you how to respond. I said, when you find what you're looking for, don't nobody have to nudge you. When you find what you've been looking for, it's your response is automatic. Oh, they fell down. Because royalty recognizes royalty. Huh? Oh, what? They recognize they may have been kings, but this here is the king of kings. Oh, when you find what you're looking for. Don't nobody have to explain to you what to do. Come on here. Point number four, their wealth, their wealth. The Bible says, and when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. They came to worship, but they didn't come empty handed. Ooh, what you say, girl? I said they opened their hearts and their wallets. <laughs> what? Yes. Give your time as well as your tithes. Yes. Give homage as well as an offering. Tell your neighbor, bring something. You got to bring something. They brought three things. Getting ready to end. You talk about a baby shower. No bottles. They, they, they wasn't registered at Target or Walmart. But look what they brought. Gold. Symbolizing his royalty. He was the only baby Lord at his birth. Lord as soon as he born. The same age as his father and older than his mother. He's royalty, I tell you. He existed before he was born. He's royalty, I tell you. That's Jesus. Born to save us from sin and shame. <laughs> Part of the divine Godhead, God the creator, Jesus the redeemer, and the Holy Spirit, our comforter and teacher. Three in one, Jesus Lord at his birth. They brought gold. What else did they bring? They brought frankincense, root word, incense, that which goes up to the nostrils. And in this case, up to the nostrils of God, symbolizing worship, symbolizing his divinity. That is to say, he is our high priest going to God on our behalf. Somebody say thank you. Gold for his royalty, frankincense for his div divinity and myrrh symbolizing his humanity. Myrrh. How, what you mean, Sister Bryce? I mean this. Myrrh was used to embalm dead bodies. Lest we ever forget Jesus came to die. It was all a part of the, of the master's plan. One day this baby would redeem all of mankind and he would do it through his atoning death on the cross. The song said, Mary, did you know that your baby will one day walk on water? Mary, did you know? That one day he would save our sons and daughters. Mary, did you know? Woo! <clears throat> he came. I'm so glad he was born. But I'm ultimately glad he died. Jesus would save us through his atoning death on the cross. He would die. But he would indeed, indeed rise again. <laughs> We're talking about these wise men. Who came. To bring Jesus some things. We learned about their wisdom. That wise men still seek him. They were students of astronomy, not astrology. We learned about their walk. Though they could have been tired. That's not the reason they fell down. They fell down to worship. Which leads us to point number three. Their worship. They fell down before him. 
That which is worthy is that which you worship. Point four, their wealth. They came to worship, but they didn't come empty handed. They brought gold symbolizing his royalty. They brought frankincense symbolizing his divinity. They brought myrrh symbolizing his humanity, but they weren't the only ones at the birth of Christ. They weren't the only ones who attended the miraculous. The animals got in on it too. Come on. They were lambs. What did they bring? They gave their wool to keep him warm. Come on. There were horses. What did they give? They gave their hay as a soft place for him to lay his head. The cow, what did she bring? Her milk, in case Mary's milk hadn't come in yet. Come on, mothers, you understand what I'm saying. Sometimes in the beginning, there's that colostrum. Come on. (laughs) And just in case her milk hadn't come down yet, the cow said, I got you. Then there were the oxen. What did they do? Why they kept time with the little drummer boy. Shepherds. Shepherds in the field. Angels in heaven. Animals in a barnyard. Kings came. Everybody came to attend the birth of Christ. Why? Because he's worthy, I tell you. The question is, what will you bring the king? What shall I render unto God? For all of his benefits, I shall take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. Yes, even in this time, COVID-19, uncertainty, racial unrest, tensions all across the land, vaccine, no vaccine, mask, no mask, numbers steadily rising. What do we do? Still seek Jesus. Look for him. Because wise men, wise women. Still seek him. God bless you, women. I love you. Tune in next week. I look forward to being with you again. God bless you.